The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The first thing we're going to talk about now, though, is Qatar. And as Richie mentioned there, uh, England hammered Iran uh, today 6-2. Uh, but it was the scenes before kickoff that we want to talk about specifically. So the Iranian players put their own freedoms in jeopardy, possibly, by refusing to sing the Iranian national anthem. And some fans in the crowd booed that national anthem. Some Iranian fans. Why? In protest at the brutal crackdown on dissent that is taking place in Iran at the moment. What of the English? Well, Captain Fantastic Harry Kane himself was not wearing the One Love armband. The English FA wilted in the face of pressure from FIFA and that pressure was a possible yellow card for Harry Kane and some financial sanctions if they went ahead with their protests in support of the oppressed, the brutally oppressed LGBT plus community in Qatar. Miguel Delaney is with me now, Chief Football Writer uh, with the uh, UK Independent. Uh, Miguel, you're very, very welcome to the show, why did FIFA not want Harry Kane and others to wear this armband? Well, I suppose ultimately they didn't want it because uh, they didn't they don't want to provoke Qatar, and it's kind of it's it's yet another indication of this tournament following on from the decision on beer, which in and of itself isn't necessarily wrong. It's just that the fact that it happened two days before the tournament, but again, again, it shows who's really running this competition, and. It, often doesn't feel like it's FIFA. Although in this case, uh, having not wanted to, I suppose, provoke Qatar um, or antagonise in any way, they really did crack down on um, on the federations that wanted to wear the one, one love armband. And it's why I think in all this, most criticism should be reserved reserve for FIFA. Uh, uh, from what we've been told and what I've reported today, um, the federations thought that it would be little more than a fine, that they'd wear the armband and just get a fine. But then over the last two days, it was made pretty clear to them that if the players wore the armband, they'd hit them where it hurts, which is basically affect performance. And that means bookings that could lead to suspensions. So Kane and the other captains didn't want to risk a yellow card. Now, to be fair, the one thing I would say for the players is the federations have made a point of taking it out of their hands, just saying, right, we'll decide whether you, because you've got enough to worry about. Um, and I, I think that that's probably fair enough. FIFA kind of, I suppose you would say, bullied them out of it. But I mean, what that illustrates is and what this is really about from the player's perspective I think is it kind of shows how they really could have done more over the previous months I mean this armband was their big gesture I think it was pretty meek in the first place yeah, anyway. say big, and it was never a big gesture this is, that's exactly yeah I mean yeah big that's what they felt it was their big gesture and they had made a great play of it and now they're going to wear it but really it was relatively corporate I mean it's not quite as kind of a, as corporate or superficial as what FIFA replaced it which was their which is their no discrimination campaign which means nothing really um especially here. Uh, and, and I think that's what it kind of highlights more than anything. That, And it touches on, a, I suppose, a bigger debate in this tournament, which is how much players should actually speak out and and, and, e- and an even grander one over whether they should have boycotted. Now, uh, this is something that articulated by Hugo Lloris and his, when he said uh, he wasn't going to wear the armbands. But, I mean, I think in general, generally, and this is the stance of human rights groups as well, that there was never calls for a boycott because, A, I think there's a feeling that it's unfair to put this massive societal burden on players for what is a kind of career decision. I mean, I, I think as we said before, imagine Ireland's Italian 90 had been in Qatar. Mm. But, so it was unfair, unfair responsibility to put on them for decisions way above their head. Um, and and he, of course, there's also the stance from human rights groups now that boycotts don't necessarily work in that way. You're better off having something more nuanced. nuanced. But But given that, I mean, Allowing for all that, the players are still going, they're still benefiting from going to this tournament, which, as we've discussed so many times, is built on so many problems, not least um, 
modern slavery with migrant workers, not least the, the LGBTQ rights in Qatar. And given all that, and given that Qatar would feel very uncomfortable and feel pressured if famous players started talking, that's what it boils down to. Um, the, the players have a responsibility there. And I think in the most cases, they haven't used their voice. And this kind of just shows how they've been too easily shut up in silence. So while on a kind of... An, on, if you take just the individual merits of this case with the, with the One Love armband, you can probably understand where they're coming from and where they shouldn't have to risk a booking. But really, it's about something much bigger. And what 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 is that bigger thing that it is about? I mean, because it's not just here. Like it is, it is rare that players voice a, opinion that could be considered controversial on a whole range of subjects. Well, I mean, and I'm kind of what I'm, I'm kind of reminded of. Tiger Woods and these great pieces that were written about Tiger a few years ago when everybody was trying to suddenly kind of understand the man and how sponsors moulded his image and moulded his message to the degree that he was just kind of vanilla for about 20 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I do think that has changed considerably and evolved. And you only have to, I mean, you just from people I speak to who work in PR and kind of players, wider teams, quote unquote, I mean, now having a cause or being an activist in some way is actually part of the branding. Now, that, that that's not the case for all. Many players actually authentically and genuinely believe in it and do want to use their status. And I think that, that has given rise to a new kind of activist era of players that, that Rashford had, had probably led the way on. But equally, I think we shouldn't really diminish the English team too much here because let's not forget, this is a team that in the face of huge criticism and, and pretty much alienating how core their fan base Took, took the knee against racial equality last year. And even Southgate was in the New York Times uh, did, this week talking mm. about how he, it doesn't really bother him about alienating some of the fan base because it's about the right thing. And it's probably why this has been like this has been disappointing, essentially, that there hasn't been more in this. They waited so long. I mean, for months, there was talk about what they were going to do for Qatar. They are going to leave it to the UEFA working group and come up with that, come up with something. Then they came up with this one love armband, which was, as you say, it, it was, I think, quite superficial in the first place. It didn't mean that much. And that's been taken away. So it is a bit double-sided here. But sir, I, I, I must say, I do think, and if I was a, a media representative advising players, I have to say, I think they should be using their voice in Qatar because this, this, this tournament is going to have a bigger legacy than what happens on the pitch. And I know they did take a knee as well before the, the game today. But I mean, even that, I mean, the, the, it, it's kind of, it was kind of, well, it was pathetic, really, to a degree, because it, it, it was it, like they were engaging in in a kind of a FIFA-sponsored protest. Yeah, it, it did feel it did feel much more muted in the um, in the circumstances. There's, there's, there's no denying that it's kind of it's kind of power was taken away a little bit. And what was this for? And that's I suppose that's the thing about this whole the events of today, and especially the armband that Harry Kane had to wear, which is that it's it's as you say, it's almost like it's. It's it's a corporate-approved protest, which goes against the point of a protest. And I suppose ultimately what it boils down to as well, and, and this is what happened in Euro 2020 when they took the knee, a protest really does involve some sort of risk. It's not a safe thing where you get mm. off scot-free or with no cost. It does have cost. And you see that with the Iranian players, and I mentioned them, uh, the Iranian basketball team, the national women's basketball team as well, only a few days ago, posing without their hijabs. They're putting their lives on the line, some of them, arguably, yeah. uh, for their principles, which I think maybe people in the context of that as well will feel a little disappointed at the lack of protest from players. Uh, Miguel, it's always a pleasure. Go on, sorry. Just, just the one thing on that, the one thing I would say is it does kind of create, and it, this is why it could, be a, it could be a backfire for FIFA as well, that suddenly by doing this, it's created much more of an issue. And it probably means the England players are now going to go away, and at least seven federations, should I say, not just England, are going to come away and think up something different because they want to make a stand. And FIFA might have actually um, energised them to do that. So we'll see what happens next. But what it proves is these issues aren't going away just because the football started. 
Yeah, well, listen, Miguel, as I was saying, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And thanks a million for taking the time because I know you're hugely busy at the moment. Miguel Delaney is uh, Chief Football Writer with The Independent uh, in London. John Corey is with me now. He's Chairman of Dublin Devils Football Club. They're an LGBT plus inclusive football club. And we spoke to John uh, a couple of weeks ago here on the show. John, were you disappointed with this move? No, we seem to. Oh, there's John. We have you back there, John. Apologies. Uh, we lost you for a moment. I was just asking, like, how disappointed were you when you heard that this token gesture, maybe in all, as it was ever only going to be, but, you know, something is better than nothing? How disappointed were you? No, I think incredibly disappointed, to be honest. Um, like, as you stand there, I think it's really, it's hard not to, or to, to move the focus. This is really something that FIFA has done, and FIFA has put all these um, national associations in an incredibly difficult situation, but at the same time, they all stood up and said that they were going to do this gesture. They were going to stand with the LGBT plus community. And I suppose that the first sign of adversity is completely dropped by the wayside. Um, you know, it was disappointing to see that there was nothing that was done almost as a, an alternative. Like, I know Alex Scott on the BBC, when she was commentating, um, she, she wore the armband kind of to do her punditry piece. It's really disappointed that you didn't see, you know, either a national manager or someone on the bench wearing the armband instead or, you know, some other... Some other Stand of solidarity that this is all just dropped by the wayside when there was that um, I suppose that that hurdle in their way. Yeah, and I and I, listen. I know Miguel made the point, and others have been texting and making this point that it's unfair to to single out players. But sometimes you do need a player to single themselves out and to take a stand and to accept some sort of sanction, be it a yellow card and the risk that comes with it. And I remember in Sochi a few years ago. Uh, you'll remember at the Winter Olympics, you know, some of them uh, Olympians, two of the women uh, kissing on the podium, others wearing, you know, rainbow nail polish. All of this uh, it was at, at, at personal risk. Exactly. As you well said, you know, the, the perfect example of that was the Iranian team refusing to sing the national anthem and, and putting, you know, a lot more than the yellow card at risk. Um, so, look, I, I think we'll if you're going to stand up and say you're going to make a protest there's always a risk that there'll be a bit of a backlash for it um, and I think if you are saying that you're going to stand with the community you have to um, accept that potential backlash look I appreciate for, for players it's, it's a very difficult position for them to be put in um, but I think there was a lot more onus on the, the football associations themselves to come up with it you know if not to follow through but to come up with an alternative yeah. which they just didn't do Yeah and I mean I, what, what do you say John to Miguel's point that you know, this was really the only thing they were doing. That, like all of these players, of these huge platforms, these global platforms, and they really said very little up until now. They were kind of going to let the armband do the talking, and even that now has disappeared. Exactly. Um, yeah, as I said, it's just incredibly disappointing to see that. Like, obviously, you know, this has been known about since the World Cup has been uh, given to Qatar. You know, for twelve for twelve years, we've known these issues are going to come up. That. The, the one uh, Love Armband came up as an idea and that they've notified FIFA you know, nine months ago that they were going to do it. Um, and, you know, for FIFA, obviously, just to pull it in the last minute is obviously incredibly difficult for the football mm. association. But the fact that there was no kind of plan B or, look, if we do get pushed back from FIFA, this is what we're going to do to show our support. It, it, it just mm. seems kind of like... it. After they felt like a bit of a token gesture beforehand and it, it feels a lot more like it was a token gesture now that there was no plan B or there was no kind of thinking in the background of how to deal with it. Mm. 
Well, listen, John, thanks a million for joining us. John Corey is chairman of Dublin Devils uh, Football Club. Paddy O'Connor's after texting in a 5 3 and a 6. FIFA is unworthy of any support. I resolve not to watch any of the charade. Watching it gives a bad example to our kids. And Brian, though, he says these are professional players. Their job is to get their team as far in the competition as possible. Getting a yellow card for something that's ultimately futile and performative would interfere with what their professional responsibilities are. It's different for the Iranian team, as it's not against the rules of FIFA not to sing a national anthem. This is a clever protest rather than the armband hill that many teams now have to walk back down. Brian, I'm not so sure I agree. It's almost like you're suggesting that the Iranians were taking less of a risk than Harry Kane or Virgil van Dijk in wearing an armband. I'm not sure you realise what's going on in Iran, but not singing the national anthem and the fans booing it and what the women's basketball team did as well in posing without their hijabs, that is a lot riskier than Harry Kane wearing an armband with a little rainbow on it. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.